Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, Katie. Welcome to. I love it. The True Wealth Radio Show. There's, there's certain things. You know, you got to love the fact that we, I have been helping you now on the radio show for four years at least. It's been a long time. And and I still laugh at your jokes. And they're the same joke every week. And it still makes me laugh. Like, because it's not a joke anymore. <laughs> it's a shtick. Is that what it is? But you know, like sometimes when the same, like, same person says something over and over and you're like, all right, I got it. And you kind of eye roll. I don't. I still giggle. Did you like beforehand, did we mention that we were the ones that paid for the program? <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't say it the first, and by the way, our opinions may differ from this station. <laughs> yeah, it's not the. Oh, it's true. It's funny because it's true. But they shouldn't, right? They actually, uh, we well, should just. I'll just project. No, the station should agree with us. Uh, and if they don't, we'll straighten them I out. I would say, does the station have an opinion? Does the station allow no, to have an opinion? It's the news. Although I did make a joke earlier today. I was working with some folks, and a lot of a lot of our listeners may or may not know this, but I have a journalism degree, right? I mean, which always throws people are like, wait, wait, you have a journal? Yes, I have a journalism. You've mentioned degree. it once or twice, right? Uh, which is it's makes it unorthodox that you end up in the field of finance. There's a great story that I'm not going to bore you with, but Anyway, so journalism degree, and they say, well, you know, you're the journalist. And I said, I don't know. Journalism's changed a lot since I got my degree. It oh. seems like anymore it's a lot of editorialism, and I'm not sure where the journalism is. Although you have said from time to time that we're a marketing firm that does investments. Well. <laughs> and not necessarily in those words, but I, I think it I goes said, into any business. Marketing is part of the component of it. You know, and, and having I, a I journalism like sharing that with our people. It's just, I think that we do a good job with the investing, right? I mean, oh, our, our investment I would committee agree. has done. Uh, we have not been without our black eyes on occasion, but I think that we are doing, uh, by and large, pretty well given the economic backdrop and a lot of the unknowns. And especially, I talk about as investors, are you getting the returns that you are looking for for the amount of risk that you take? So I use this phrase, risk-adjusted return, and it kind of flies over a lot of people's heads. But think about it like, look, if, if you happen to speed on an icy freeway and you get to the other side and you, and you, and you make it, right, you could look back and mistakenly think that you got there without taking risk. Not so. You simply got there without having the risks bite you. True. Okay. And so versus getting there and literally not taking the same risks. You know, what if you could take a road that wasn't icy? Right. Well, that's part of what we are attempting to do for our clientele is let's try to get you to the same place, but do so taking less risk if possible. And we do that through lots of different mechanisms uh, and just through, I think, through looking at the markets in a different way than is typical for the large mega firm, which is very kind of embroiled in their processes. And a lot of time they won't change them because, frankly, they have sales tools designed around their processes and they don't want to change them. So <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up. We were talking about process today uh, amidst the admins. And the hardest part about making rules is 
it's not hard to find an exception to the rule, right? It's like, yeah. well, what about this situation? And how would you apply that? And I'm like, ah, because I could it's argue. It's like Congress trying to make laws that apply to everybody. And I'm like, stop having New York manage Oregon forest fires. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. But it's it's hard because it's like, you know, I get where it's like you have to have rules. And, and, and by the way, I respect rules. I'm, I'm not saying I'm against those or anything like that. It's just that. I understand where people are like, well, what about this weird thing? And what about, and it's like, is that the one-off? And it is. And a lot of times you treat the one-off as a one-off. You don't make it the the rule. You make it the exception to the rule. But it, it's just hard sometimes to say, like, everybody's going to fall in this category. And on paper, that sounds good. And then in application, you're like, uh, well, that's tricky. And it, so we're covering all kinds of kooky stuff today. So this is an entrepreneur's conundrum, right? For small right. business in particular, large businesses tend to have made this decision already. And the decision is either, are you going to create systems that are accommodative for customization for the client, or are your systems going to be coded in such a way that the client either self-selects into them or they opt out? Right. Right? This is the uh, model where, like Mac, you know, you can get, this is the number of options that you get when building an Apple machine. Right? Like, there, you know, you can change the RAM, you can change the processor you can change the color a little bit but the machine is the machine this is how we build them because their ecosystem is sort of locked down versus a pc where it's like well you build your own you can put whatever components you want in there from whatever manufacturer and we'll try to make it work they they, they walk and talk a little different yeah they're different principles behind them and you know there's people that swear by both true right and they i'm a hybrid user i i mean i use i use Apple because I have an Apple iPhone and I have an iPad and things like that. But I really like my PC. Like I still want a PC laptop. I don't want an Apple yeah, notebook. And this was not intended to be a spiritual debate on which is which. No, I'm just saying uh, that's my personal preference, right? Sure. Again, my opinion, not the opinion of everybody, and right. maybe not be the opinion of the radio station. It's <laughs> good point. It's the I'm I'm illustrating simply though the decision in business is challenging. This is probably some. I mean, I, I suspect that legislators struggle with this too. Is we have this tendency to want uh, you know, laws are intended to be consistent, right? Like laws are to be intended they to be relatively be universal. That that it should be that. You remember the the scales of justice are the you know the the woman's wearing a blindfold holding it, not supposed to see anything but what the rules were, and it should balance to be fair. Well, you know, the law is supposed to be applied that way. What happens when the law doesn't fit the circumstance? Then you have judges, right? Well, so where that's where you're going to have to say, well, how are we going to apply the law? And if isn't it unclear? the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law? Well, that gets into the interpretation. And frankly, there's some elements of that going on in the Supreme Court nominations. I know this. Now we're like, we're literally touching. Like, we'll just touch everything. In the because news. all this of this affects podcast. the markets. Well, it does. Although I have to tell you that I don't think that uh, the the Supreme Court nomination hearings right now for Amy Bennett, uh, Barrett. Uh, sorry, Amy Barrett. ACB. I, you're, right? you're, a, you're looking at me like I should know this information. And by the way, I would like Judge to, Amy Barrett, and she is. You know I mean, what? I've heard good things. I well, know nothing. But, but I don't even is, know enough to have an opinion. If if we had judges that just looked at the law and interpreted it, but what you're going to find is 
What if the interpretation could be taken one way or another? That's what people care about is, well, how are you going to lean on the interpretation? And uh, I can have lots of opinions about it just like you could about where it should or shouldn't be. I don't think it affects the markets that much. Right? I think that I think it, the election affects it a little it bit more. The psychology of the voter affair. Yeah, right that's probably true. Because it's associated with teams, right? Well, which team is which? People were saying, well, what if they have a position on ABC issue? No, well, first that issue has to find its way to the Supreme Court to be ruled upon. And it has to be done so in the context of the law where the law will be applied. So it's not like they could just take any willy-nilly issue and be like, great, well, we're just going to go make law from the bench. Doesn't work that way. Right. And sometimes it's sort of sold to us that way it, through the pathway of you know emotion and partisanship. It's like, come on, folks. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of law, I'm just going to take David down lots of fun rabbit holes, but we are going to talk about the markets. What I think one of my biggest concerns right now is what tax law is do we see on the horizon coming up this quarter? Yeah, that for is what? totally market relevant, by the way. Is it? Oh, oh you're giving me the funny eyebrows no, like no, no, I just no, totally no, made something no, up. No, <laughs> I was no, like, no, um, not sarcastic with you at all. Like, <laughs> I, for our I, listeners, I got the one weird should... eyebrow. I was like, wait, is, where's he going with this? Nope, no, no. You're on I, you're spot on that there's this, there are two major and deviant tax concepts between the uh, a Trump presidency and a Biden presidency. Well, not only just that, but I'm thinking like this year, so specifically to our industry, right? There has been special rules written about retirement plans and what you can and can't do because of COVID. Right. And well, so the CARES Act was passed right around COVID and with it came some <clears throat> modifications of rules for this year. For this year. But we don't know how long COVID's going to last and we don't know if they're going to be but, modified for next year. Well, they they would have to be modified <clears throat> though. Right now we know for 2020 and then the laws revert back in essence and so you're going to have to reanalyze all this again because that's that's a big part of the debate the market's looking for also right now if i had to handicap it the market's looking at two things okay right? so it's looking at a lot of its future tax policy right? uh, yeah so that's that's what the election's concerned about it's looking at well what's the future tax policy it is trying to figure out how long do the lockdowns continue so that we can get a sense of where the economy is going. Right. right. So those are the two wild unknowns. And you're not surprisingly, I have opinions about both, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have predictions. Right. I, um, I feel like, like well, I mean, I guess I can I can I can tell you what I think is going to happen, but it's not a prediction. About the election. You, are you curious? Yeah, I'd Good. love to Let's hear it. Let's wait until after the break, and then I'll share it with you. Awesome. Yeah, I know, right? So we'll do that. And then uh, if you're curious about, all right, as an investor, oh, so great. Well, does Dave care about the elections? Well, yeah, but, and we'll share more, too. <laughs> and around. Katie. We'll be right back. This is Dave Littlejohn. <laughs> and Katie Shook. Get True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. So if you're just joining us, then you're going to have to catch up on the podcast. You can check it out tomorrow. It'll be at littlejohnfs.com on the new webpage. What? Finally? Yeah, finally D launched. David's been flirting with this like weight loss, let me tell you. Like it's... <laughs> it's been years. 
right. So now we finally got the new web page um, live, and you know it's it's just a refresh and a, a cleaner layout, and so it's got new bells and whistles and so forth. And we'll continue to add resources there. Uh, I will tell you, I remember when a website was just like it was just a website. It seems so flippin' complicated these days. Ow, you know. It, I'm not even going to go there because it's not that it's complicated. You just, you, but it takes the work to move it. You, you know, there's moving parts, and that's there's that's why their consultants can find jobs. There's enough moving parts that some people their eyes roll back in their head. Especially if you're not tech savvy. Yeah, well, tech savvy to me is, you know, it's code for if you could find it in a filing cabinet, you just need to learn how the system is functions right it's just david you and i have said we grew up in the generation where we start like didn't start with computers like our kids are but we transitioned into them young enough that they still kind of make sense to us no no we just transitioned to the point when our parents needed us to help them so they made us learn <laughs> right so it's like you become the teacher and you're like okay well no, that I, was I last week it. by the way it was like can you fix the broken thing right <laughs> Here's the terrible thing. Now my kids want tech support, too. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought the way the circle of life worked, you guys should know this. Thing. Okay, so you know you're cool when your kids are still asking you for tech support, but there will be a time in the near future where you will go to probably your eldest and say, can you fix this thing for me, honey? And she'll go, bloop, 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 and it'll be done. And you'll be like, how do you do that? Okay, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm pretty nerdy. You are pretty nerdy. So <laughs> There'll be a moment. We'll see. There'll be a moment. Okay. I've Calling got, it on the car. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm placing bets here. So it will be because I have actively chosen to go full hermit. I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> so if, if that ever happens, I'll be like, all right, Dave's out. And then you'd be like, what happened to the True Well Show? You're like, oh, Dave went full hermit. Look and out. And Madison Little John is now hosting. All <laughs> right. See, Welcome, we'll Madison. We have a future for you. Here we go. Okay, right. So anyway, the thoughts so on the election. talking tax law. Well, like, it was the election, right? You election and tax predictions. law. And uh, I don't know who's going to win. But the odds makers, if you were trying to gamble and bet money on who wins, right now the odds favor Biden. Okay. Okay, that's what the odds say. Um, I will tell you that I think polling data is useless. It was useless <laughs> last time. And I think it's also because how the polling is worded matters. And because my what I have been told is that uh, many folks – don't they may not fess up to who they're voting for because they just don't want to be politically targeted. So polling samples are not equal, right? I mean, yeah. it's not. So you have to look at the demographics of who's actually answering the phone, who's agreeing to say, I, yeah, I just don't take it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of issues. And then the other is, uh, sadly, but again, this is me um, wringing my hands as a journalist from a different era, that Polling can be used for, in a sense, a form of... Uh, like weaponization a well, little I was bit. Say sort of intimidation, if you will, or to say, what's the point? If, you know, if all oh, the polls show that it's radically in one candidate's favor, then the other, then a voter may just be like, well, then why should I go bother? I'm not even going to go to the polls because I don't want to, I don't care. Oregon doesn't think that way as much because mail-in ballots, it's kind of like, well, you know, but... But places that still have physical polling, look at you want to just stand in line and deal with it. So some people are like, now nah, you know, it's already a given. So why would I bother? I don't want to waste my time. There you go. Yeah. So there's lots of there's yeah. lots of reasons that people throw snippets of yeah. information and data out there. So here's the elements that I think are at play, and you're gonna figure out. It's not that I am partisan, but you're gonna get a sense of where my leanings are in terms of economic preference. Because I don't know how I can hide that from you when we discuss some of this. Tax policy. Okay, the Trump tax policy is relatively known because we're living it. 
right? right? It's there right it's now. It was uh, the lowering of the top tier tax bracket. It was the, there was some rejiggering of tax brackets, and then what happened was. Um, the standard deduction was raised significantly, so fewer people were itemizing deductions because you had a much larger standard deduction, which is just a, the amount that you get to subtract from your income before like a given you calculate without, yeah, the taxes. It's right? a given without having to sit there and break it all down. Right. So, so there was some, some wins and some takeaways, right? And a, a lot of folks would say, well, there's a big business tax cuts uh, and, or that the corporate tax rate was lowered. Now, this one is an interesting one to me, okay? Corporate tax rates, people will not agree with me. I've had uh, a, one of my attorney buddies, you know, Derek Simmons joins us on occasion. We've talked about this too. He's in corporate law, and he will say, and I will agree with him, corporations don't pay taxes. What do you mean by that then? That this is a follow-the-money kind of event, right? If a corporation has a tax burden, that becomes a cost of operating, and the cost of operating is reflected in the corporation's product or service. So the price is ultimately borne by the purchaser of the product or service. Okay. okay. So if, if Nike has to pay more taxes, then Nike shoes cost more. Is that why the price went up? Well, it's a cocktail Just of reasons. Kidding. Right? But, but this I feel is, like everything's gotten more this expensive This is an lately. economic reality. So when people say, well, if corporations paid more taxes, they go, well, remember that the yeah, corporation, but as a, as what, the buyer. what you're really saying is the consumer will bear the, the cost of the taxes through the product. So it's still accepting that we will all pay the tax. Okay? Got so it. you don't really get to go after Apple or Amazon or something and be mad at them. And when people say, well, Amazon doesn't pay any tax, go, well, then Amazon is either expensing everything, which means they're buying stuff, and if they buy stuff, Somebody else manufactured the stuff in their business was going, and they either paid some taxes or the people got paid right. that produced it, and they paid tax. So they get you, right? There's, there's taxes at all the layers. And if you think about it, right, if the companies are paying taxes and then they pay taxes on the wage to their workers and the workers pay taxes and the workers buy property and the property has taxes, and when you buy the stuff, the stuff has taxes, just like your gas or your cell phone or whatever, like they're going to get you in there. The taxes will get paid. So – it's hard to argue that there's that nobody like anybody doesn't pay some tax in this country. Right. You know, if if you buy something, there's a tax somewhere somehow in the cost. Even structure. if there's not sales tax in the state, like in yeah. Oregon. But we know the Trump setup. The Biden proposals have some things that, if you're listening, you really care about these, and some things you may not. Okay. Uh, for most people, they're not going to be affected by an increase in the top-tier income tax level. Okay, That is a political bone that is being thrown out there, right? It's a shiny object. It's a distraction because the number of people in this country that, that are, are earning, in there. earning north of $400,000 is pretty low. Right. And So, so that's a little are, bit of a stick it to the man. Right. Odds are it's not <laughs> you. If it is you, high five. You're in a super good spot. But... You know, so an extra two percent at that level—that's lip service, right? Now, is it real money? Sure, but it that's is. a lip service event. Here's the ones that really uh, are going to come back though to, to bite. So, an increase in the corporate income tax to you know 30 to 35 percent is going to reduce the dividend payouts. So, people that are investors that are earning those dividend payouts, it's going to affect the price of the stock market. 
because it's going to change the way that the yeah, because they're, they're are paying valued. more now, so they're going to have less well, left over to pay the dis- out to the yeah. It changes the dividend distribution amount available, which changes the value of the stock. Right. Okay. You will also have when when you think about not just the where where it's going to go through the system. Okay. So the the you know, corporation is going to change the price of the product, and then the sales tax is going to change. Right. right. Well, sales tax may be the same, but your consumption is going to, the price is going to be different. So the price goes up 10%, the sales tax went up 10% in, F, in effect. Here's the ones, though, that I think people don't pay attention to. Capital gains. Okay. Right. Really a big deal. Uh, and we've talked on this show before about a wealth tax. That's actually not in the Biden proposal, and I'm glad. Okay. A wealth tax is just, hey, you have lots of money for, for whatever reason. Pay taxes. I go, well, what if it's not liquid? You know, what if it's because you own a privately held company and you can't sell it? How do you pay the taxes? What if Where it's a family farm that is right. now all of a sudden valued at a really yeah. high figure? So I always, you know, this is me kind of climbing to the top of the hill and shouting at people going, understand tax code. Don't be naive. Don't get suckered into being, you know, a political knucklehead. It would almost, I don't even know how you would even administer it, but it'd almost be nice to say like, you have to take this little test, and then based on how you do on the test, then you're allowed to vote on these options. <laughs> well, yeah. there's no way to do. It. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like you I, have to I have you I, have I, to have I, some understanding of what you're voting on, and you can't just be like, "Oh, I like the color of their shirt." B. Well, and you can <laughs> see why that's how people sell you things, right? If if just know that if you don't do your homework, you risk being a sucker. Okay, that's just what it comes down to, and most people don't understand economics at a very sophisticated level. I'm not knocking people. It's not your job to understand it. That's not my point. But my point is that when you don't understand something, you can get an idea that sounds good, and it can actually be, there are a lot of unintended consequences, right? Uh, People thought the corporate activity tax sounded like a good idea here in Oregon, because they're like, well, corporations need to pay their fair share. Well, again, if you're saying for a company that has more than a million dollars of gross Receipts. Gross receipts. Gross, not net. Gross. So so this isn't their profits, right? This is just a company has a cost of goods. Like I like to use the gas station analogy, right? A gas station sells 300,000 gallons of gasoline. You know, there's if you got a 10 gallon tank, so it's what 3,000 cars come through at three dollars a gallon. So it's about a million dollars, and they may make two cents a gallon on that, right? So a million gallons, two cents a gallon, that's two cents. So, you know, they make, what, you know, 200 bucks or something like that on uh, uh, what I'm not, whatever the I'm like, is. where are you going with this? Okay. Where I'm going with it is the corporate activity tax still gets applied to all million dollars of transactions, even though their profit on it may have only been a few hundred dollars. Right. So what you do is you actually cause a huge debt well, to the company. Well, what you do is you end up increasing the cost of the gas right. in order to pay for it. Which also increases the tax a little bit, but they balance it somewhere in there. And so who really paid the tax? Me, because I bought the gas. You, the person buying the gas, had to pay more for the gas to pay for the tax. Right. So Because it, it passes a sales it tax. through. It's not... It was a sales tax, is what it was, and nobody called it that, right? And it was because we couldn't get it through politically, because if it was a tax, it had to go through the voter authorization protocol. And they'd vote it down because voters keep voting down sales taxes. So what did we do? Use the emergency clause and some other legislative sleight of hand. Voter doesn't get a say on it. Boom. Corporate activity tax. So that's how the legislature forced a sales tax in Oregon. 
and it does exist, and you are paying for it. Uh. Okay, so and if if you think well, if a company has a million dollars, then that you know they should pay it. Like you are not getting it. The company didn't earn a million dollars. No, because it the company let's say had it a million sold a million dollars of product. Right. Let's say it sold a million dollars, but it cost nine hundred thousand to produce it. Then it only has a hundred thousand in profit. It doesn't have a million dollars right. in profit. Right. And it's got to pay three employees. And everybody says, well, they need to be living wage jobs. So we got minimum wage and this, that, and the other to get it done. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So basically, that business is non viable. Right. That's what it means. Like the business can't profit enough to stay open. And, and then the business shuts down, and, the and then there's more people on employment. Well, I don't get it. It's like, you don't get it. That's the problem. Yeah. Right? It's, so it's, let me be that heavy handed with you. Like, you don't get it. And when somebody makes those arguments, I go, you know, it's almost fruitless to argue with those people because they're just interested in a political ideology, not math. What? Oh, yeah. You like the math? I don't like the math, but you better do it if you don't want to get <laughs> duped. That's all I'm it's, saying. And by the way, really quick, I know that our listeners are very educated listeners, but the difference between gross and net, I know those words get thrown around a lot. Gross is the bigger number. I always think of a basketball net, right? The gross is the big number where the ball goes through, and the bottom of the net is the smaller number, right? Yeah, so when taxes are it. taken out, and I know, I played basketball. You did too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So gross, bigger number, whole number. Net is what's left over after something's subtracted. Yeah. Gross sure. net. So anyhow, the there are other elements of tax policy that one needs to be concerned about. I realize I'm sort of beating a beating this one to death about just understand what but they the are. But the markets care about tax policy. Well, the markets care. So there is a big one, like a big one. And it's not, I guess we were talking, so the capital gains tax, right, that is going to change things. So stick around. Stick around and we'll talk about it. We'll grab this break. And if you don't get, if you don't understand capital gains, uh, I want to tell you it matters two ways. One of them when you're alive and one of them when you're not. Uh, and both of them are still relevant to you. So we'll talk about that more when we come back. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. We've got True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. All right, gang. We're back. And we are uh, in the weeds today. No, we're talking about tax policy and how it affects the market. Oh, it's so in the weeds. <laughs> uh, you know, yes, we're talking taxes, and it is relevant. But mostly I think it's – we're going to – guess what? This goes away. This too shall pass because like there will be weeks? an election, <laughs> and then the policies will get figured out. But we're, we're I'm sort of going over the difference since we already know the current – administration, right? The Trump administration, we already got the taxes. We sort of know what they are. Um, we threw a wrinkle in things with COVID, and, and we did so by allowing just some interesting and unusual exemptions, you know, larger 401k loans or... Or distributions that you can't normally take. Right. Yeah, you could potentially take distributions from a retirement plan, um, and you can put them back, or there's no 10% penalty this year if you're under a certain age and certain parameters. Uh, just stuff like required distributions were waived this year. Uh, also, in a more permanent change, they raised the age for required distributions. Yeah, it's this now year. 72. So, well, didn't know that changed in December of right, last December, year. Right, December the 19th of last which, year, because was <clears throat> somebody's birthday. Yeah, um, it was technically on the 20th that they changed the tax law because I looked it up. But yes, I always refer to it as my birthday as well. 
Um, yeah, it's and that's so good. It but that's what it passed on the nineteenth and got enacted on the twentieth. I don't know. Yeah, it see, just, of course we do this. By the way, this is like the zone where like, I got the I IRS said <laughs> December twentieth, and I went because somebody enough. said my birthday. But yeah, go figure. Another thing that's horrible on my birthday. Let's just pass weird laws. No, that on was my a, birthday. that was an that improvement. Was actually, that wasn't COVID. Stuff. That know. was an improvement. That was actually a good one. But that's those are my concerns this year though. Is what tax laws. Right. Are gonna and I mean I know you're talking about election tax laws, yeah, but so I'm just saying like weird the, COVID tax laws.
Hey, gang. Welcome back to The True Well Show. So we are covering all kinds of goodies. and if We've you're been covering tax law. Tax, well, not tax. In the political arena and how all of the wonderful things that are happening right now can yeah. affect your future investments. I'm, this, I'm not going to say it's You think it's in the weeds. I don't. I think it's very pertinent. Law. It's not tax law. True. These are proposed tax changes. And, you know, this is – when people ask me what's going on with the markets – I go, well, it's not even that surprising. So large tech got banged on, and so it fell after the September highs. And in some cases, full corrections, you know, 10 12%, a couple companies more than that. And they're a major contributor and influencer of the big indexes. So but the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ all have a lot of tech in them. Right. S&P in particular and NASDAQ in particular have heavy tech weightings. And so when tech goes down, the whole market catches a cold. And now tech is roaring back. And part of what dinged up tech was, you know, some antitrust possibilities in the works and so forth. But if you think about what's going on in the election, and if you are looking at how things are being handicapped, large tech are the largest companies. That is the flight to safety of the market. So when they got cheaper, everybody that wished they would have bought them before appears to have stepped in and bought them. And the prices have recovered rapidly, and we're approaching all-time highs again. So question, really quick, just yeah. curious. I heard Apple released a new phone today. How did Apple do? Uh, well, Apple, I think, was down a little bit today. But you know what? I can find out if you'll give me, like, here, count backwards from three. Three, two, one. It was down 2.65% today. Down 2%? Yeah. The markets were down in general. And this is not untypical for Apple, incidentally. Apple oftentimes will rise coming into a product release and then decline after because the product release, uh, well, I don't know why it is. I, I joke about Apple that Apple shows up and tells you they did innovative things, but what they did was they copied things that Android did two or three years ago. Oh, Pooh, just because you're in the Android camp. <laughs> um, so that doesn't make it false. <laughs> True, <laughs> true, but I also know where your favoritism lies. Actually, we, I have less favoritism than you think. I mean, I'm an equal opportunity to destroy. You are. You have iPads in your uh, Oh, I have all kinds own. of tech. I'm a little bit of a, uh, you know, I, I guess I break from typical on this one, but Apple also does things that annoy me. Like, you know, why can't I just use regular headphones? Why do I have to spend another how many hundreds of dollars to use your stupid phone with headphones? It just irritates me to the end of time. Like, or, you know, I have to get Bluetooth stuff. Like, really? This, this to me was all a game to sell more phones. It wasn't a, you know, like, oh, now you got to buy more Apple phones. No, it was a game to sell more, pro like, accessories. That's it. That's yeah. the thing is it's like we made the phone more expensive and the accessories, too, and we made it fashion. So if you don't have ours, then, ooh. That you know. no, is true. That, that, that is all a very, very, very true statement. So I know. Yeah. So I'm, anyway, it doesn't surprise me that Apple is declining now because they come out and they go, here's, I don't even know what it says, but I can pretty well bet. Here's a phone with some other camera features. And look, a couple new gestures you can use to navigate. This one's half waterproof, but not really. And uh, it also <laughs> has this other piece of tech it'll talk to now. And, uh, you know, it's like there's, there's no real new tech. Oh, and it does 5G, but nobody has 5G yet. But when they do, it'll be great. You know, like, that's the whole Yeah, spiel. but in two years, it'll be obsolete before we can actually right. get the and thing. Right, and so, like, we needed 5G, and I'm like, 
Okay. I mean, uh, but if you don't have it in your uh, area, which most people don't, then yawn. So we're that's really funny. It's true. Run out of that I don't know, but but that this is more indicative of the big picture, right? The idea is large tech had has kind of relifted this market. It doesn't even surprise me because. Um, We've talked on the show. This is my ready foil hat. Who wants yep. foil hat alert? Okay. <laughs> foil hat alert. Big companies don't, I mean, like, they kind of win no matter who wins the election, right? Right. Because oligopolies are the ones that contribute the most to campaigns. And that means that they're the ones that typically get weird exemptions written in, or if there are a bunch of regulations that show up, they can afford them and their competitors can't. So it just strengthens the oligopolies. True. Okay, so there's the foil hat deal, and I'm not even going to apologize for calling that one out. Yeah, I'm on the radio, and maybe someday someone will listen to this podcast and be like, you know, he might be on. But you know what? It's not investment advice. That's not investment (laughs) advice. That's just calling out the way the world works. Like, if you wonder why, uh, you know, a year ago we were like, hey, Apple, you know, is reaching a trillion dollars. That's nuts. And now we're like, wow, Apple reaching two trillion dollars. Apple's more than two trillion now. Wow. Right, and you go. How is it that in less than two years the company goes from a trillion dollars in value to two trillion? Accessories. Well, and the answer <laughs> is it's almost impossible to compete. Right. Right. How are you? You know, if you wanted to start a new cell phone company, how are you going to navigate that? There's patents everywhere. There's all these other deals with service providers. How are you going to get into so that? So the thing we'll talk about on a different show is how people get acquired, but yet the companies still go on, and why? And I want. I want to talk about that because that even happens in our custodial landscape, too, as well. Other custodians oh, sure. purchase custodians, but yet they're still named that, and they kind of still work as normal. So, Well, that's um, that's CEO gaming is what that is. Is that what it is? And when I say gaming, I'm not talking about, like, video games and virtual reality. I'm talking about trying to be slick with the system to look make your values look good so you can beef things up for shareholders. It's like you can buy my brother or my sister, but you still get my family. Well, I mean, here, I mean, banks are the easiest illustration. You merge two banks together, you fire the management team of one, and you keep everybody else. Then what did you just do? You doubled this, you know, you, you, you added the two sizes together and you reduced administrative overhead because now you have economies of scale from one management team and you didn't have to pay for the other. Immediate accreted value to the organization. Well, there you go, folks. In two seconds flat. That was pretty impressive, David. Yeah. So that is just the way CEOs pull strings to get values to balloon up. And, you know, where you put assets matter. I mean, the whole reason that Enron blew up decades ago was because they were cooking the books, right? Because CEOs and the CPAs figured out, well, if we make other entities and make all the bad assets live there and they don't show up on the balance sheet, then investors think we're awesome. Okay. Totally fictional. But that was accounting sleight of hand. So there is – now, that's not, by the way, banks merging. That's not sleight of hand. That's just firing a bunch of people that you don't need that are redundant. So what do mega companies do? They acquire small companies. They keep the good stuff. They discard the baggage that they can already duplicate. And they trim they the fat to make it more lean, and then there's more value. But it's not fat. But it's not always it's fat. It's redundancy. Yeah. You just add two businesses together and d- subtract the redundancy, and you get additional value. That's just math. <laughs> wow in a nutshell on the true wealth radio show that's what you get it's all right just, so uh, and so yes so that and more um and if you are trying to figure this out for yourself um you know that do your homework that's the trick right or, or call us or find <laughs> qualified people to help uh, or, call the idea. or call us <laughs> all right katie just give them the number 541-375-0898 okay and look so we did we covered 
a bunch today. Here's what I will tell you, all right? As we get toward the election season, yes, your vote matters. Vote smart. Don't vote often. Vote the time you're allowed to. Right? <laughs> and vote once. <laughs> so don't don't mail it. in four ballots vote, for vote your name. Vote once and do it properly. Uh, Think be this honest. stuff through. And remember the law of unintended consequences. There is no such thing as free, okay? Somebody always pays for it, and rarely is it the person that you think. It's you know you rarely do you force somebody else to pay for something that you get. It usually comes back in one form or another, and you will pay for it too. So there is your words of wisdom for the day. There you go. And as you can hear the music, it is time. So one more time, Katie, they can reach us at? 541-375-0898. We would love to speak to you. Zero obligation to give our office a call, and we're happy to share. So um, until next time, uh, hit us up at littlejohnfs.com or the email at info at littlejohnfs. But we got to go. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. And you've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.